0: Hey there, Ruby fans! Welcome to another edition of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Volume Four, Episodes Eight and Nine: A Much Needed Talk and Two Steps Forward, Two Steps Back. Stay tuned.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan fan discussion. AfterBuzz TV, and now let the buzz begin.
0: I know I've said it before, but I will never tire of, like, rocking out to this particular opening. It's a pretty dang awesome opening. It makes me so happy. Hi, everybody. How are we all doing tonight? I am glad to be back. Yay. It has been a while. My head hurts. Yeah, Mark's just rocking out. For those Uh. of you listening on iTunes... You could not <sighs> see the amount of head rocking he was doing, but it you could hear the donk, it was hardcore. Donk, donk yeah, I have of my him nose his mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was hardcore though. Hey there, Ruby fans. I'm Megan Salinas. Uh, you guys can tweet at me at the Mingwin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. We are going to be covering volumes four, uh, episodes eight and nine tonight. Uh, let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel to my left, Mark Donica.
1: Hi everybody. I am mean, is Mark B. Donica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark B Donica. A whole bunch of talk about this. I'm really ex- uh, really excited. We can never seem to have an episode. With a full with a full panel no. or any sort, I, we've had a different panel every <laughs> single episode of Ruby E B T V. To my left, the one and only has been Katie Cullen.
2: Holy cow, you're right! Isn't that about sad? About both of those facts, you can find me on Twitter at Kiaj. That is K I A X E T. We have the hashtag Ruby E B T V. We have the live chat if you're watching on YouTube, and if you're not watching on YouTube, why aren't you? <laughs> Join <on>. us. <laughs> And sadly, Patrick
0: uh, D's couldn't join us tonight. But be sure to tweet at him at P to the D's on Twitter. We split the party;
2: he's still stuck in the mountains on the yeah, way to Mistral. Guys, yeah. we split up. That was a terrible idea. No, <laughs> <laughs> only terrible well, things happen thing when this you split is up. a Horror movie
1: <laughs> or a sc- episode right? of Scooby Doo?
0: <laughs> Actually, when when people split up in Scooby Doo, it's filled Turns with shenanigans okay. and fun, and usually a fun musical montage of some sort. Splitting up
2: in a horror movie is how people die.
0: Yeah, horrible. like a lot,
2: like Especially all the time. when one of them is already injured. Ooh,
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. So, guys, uh, it's it's been a bit, you know, it's been two weeks since the last one, and we actually have two full episodes to talk about tonight. We're not just uh, touching on one episode and then a World of Remnant. That's a rarity this season,
2: isn't it? Oh,
1: what a world. <laughs> <laughs> and supposedly, word, word on the street is uh, they're going to be debuting the finale at RTX Australia. Which means that we have one more World of Remnant to go. And last season it happened after episode nine, so we might be getting another World of Remnant. This week, and then episode ten, and then so on and so forth.
0: Nice. This is; these are good things to hear. Since we are talking about two episodes, I want to know how do you guys feel about these two? Because I, I actually feel like these two go really well together. Like as a as a back to back sort of situation,
2: they do. When you watch them back to back, as I did again this afternoon, um, they flow like one long story, and that works really well. And that's going to work really well on the DVD cut when we get to it. Yeah. But, yeah, I enjoyed it, and I'm really glad that we had an exposition dump. We've... We've been overdue for the season's requisite exposition episode. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and with episode 8, it seemed like the in-universe after show of all of the world of Remnants. Because yeah! that's where everybody got to sit around and go, hey, what does this mean? And questions and this, and they got to expand on things and t- talk to one of the storytellers. It was kind of weird how, it, and I'm not saying that we totally do this, but it, it, this is a joke. Reminder, this is a joke. How we totally influenced that Ruby did an after show for its own gimmick. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that that, that was cool. Um, yeah, but- the
0: only
2: thing that they were missing was a desk and microphone.
0: I mean, close <laughs> enough.
2: Speaking of influence, that have have you noticed that all sorts of different media now does that shadow puppetry flashback? Ever since we got Harry Potter doing it. Like they did it in Deathly Hallows, and it was the most amazing thing ever. And now, like five other shows, you know, Harry Potter didn't invent it either. You know know that that (laughs) sort of film, that sort of filming animation, has
0: been around for a long time. I am aware
2: (laughs) Harry Potter gave it its resurgence.
0: Although uh, we and we should we definitely need to talk about what. Kind of exposition crow did dump, but knowing this story now, I look at the shadow people very differently. <laughs>
1: especially, especially <laughs> at, yeah, after meeting our first uh, reptilian member of the White Fang, as well. Yes, exactly. Ugh, like not, um, hmm.
0: <laughs> there are things, and
1: in- they're everywhere. <laughs>
0: Kind of Season terrifying. one
2: limitations. Yeah. Season one limitations.
0: Plot twist: at the uh, the end all for this series is uh, this uh, god of darkness coming with his army of shadow people to try to take <laughs> over.
1: God, so, don't make them canon.
2: I just want to see this god of darkness with like a little house cat, Grim, sitting in his arms and him just petting it and monologuing. Uh, come on, like, Doctor Claw.
1: We're going Inspector Gadget and Doctor Claw. <laughs>
2: We're going James Bond. Uh, sure. <laughs> We're going Godfather. We're going, come on. Did the Godfather have a cat? Yeah, Yeah, it was a completely improvised scene because there was a cat on the set for some reason. That sounds like something Marlon Brando would do. And Marlon Brando picked it up and just delivered the monologue while petting the cat. He does that. All right, yeah,
0: yeah, let's... (laughs) Marlon Brando was a very interesting actor, guys. Anyway, let's talk about this story that we get because uh, and it's funny because we talk about Ruby... Like, a lot. We talk about it a lot. You kind of forget that these kids who have been on their way to Haven don't know the full story they don't know about the maidens they don't know uh the full deal about maiden you know warriors with silver eyes so see we don't
2: know the full deal yeah. about warriors we don't with either. silver eyes.
0: we don't we don't either Speculation. but I, yeah but we get to sit and talk about it we don't have to worry about constantly fighting grim so much that we don't have time to ask these questions no nah, we live um, in la we
2: constantly fight traffic
0: yeah, lot of lot of time with your thoughts when you fight traffic. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> saw that thousand yard stare. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we we get this, we get a full explanation for them, and poor Jean, he's only now coming to the realization that that's what was happening with Pira, and of course he's livid, like yeah. it's.
1: He's that it angry. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just that I mean, it's such a different side of him because he's been, you know, the, the lovable goofball for so long. Um, who's trying his best to, to be, you know, what everybody thinks he can be. Mm. But, yeah, now, you know, with Pira gone and him now knowing kind of the full story behind it, I'll be very interested to see, you know, the type of leader that he becomes eventually because I feel like more and more he's learning that the authority that, you know, he used to look up to – you know they're you know they they're not going to be there human and
2: fallible. Yeah. Well,
1: really quickly, Carolyn Grant in the chat uh, mentioned I heard the two brothers may represent the Brothers Grimm, which I didn't put two and two together. That's really fu- that's really flippin' funny. Seriously? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. It's been a long week, couple <laughs> of weeks. The, um, that's
0: definitely been one of the main theories being spun around by people. But
1: also, sure. when it comes to uh, Jean, he is start. He, as you go, oh, he's Joan of Arc. How's that going to work? Here's this this plucky kid who, who may not necessarily ever grow into his own body. Uh, a human, perpetual human child, as Patrick likes to say. Uh, <laughs> about himself. About himself. Um, and now we have the, well, why don't we tell everybody? So here comes the herald of... Talking about gods and talking about this, so yeah. he's going to start fulfilling that prophecy of Joan of Arc <gasps> and be that of the, crazy yeah. person. See, what thing if one is is
2: Joan God starts, of Arc, starts talking to him? Like God talked to her, that was the mythos.
1: So yeah. So no, they're you using completely that. Completely go for it. At some point,
2: God's going to be like, "Hey, well, no, well, let's here, talk about this."
1: But I, I mean that in the sense of telling people about the word of God. If this story is something that isn't wildly circulated. He's going to try to perpetuate it because he thinks it would help people if they were performed. He's going to be called a pariah. He's going to be called crazy, and then he's he's already started hearing voices with Pyrrha. Soon, that's going to be that might be an actual thing.
2: Well, and Cinder likes setting people on fire. Aww. and
1: disintegrating them.
2: Oh, it's too soon, guys. Um, Is it? Is
1: a, a it ago?
0: really? year. <laughs> <here. laughs> move on. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. Um. So yeah, we we get this. And I like the way that Crow framed it too, because we're constantly thinking of all of this stuff as fairy tales, and you know, this is a fantasy setting. Um, and I loved the way he put it because it was it was a very Final Fantasy thing to do, bringing religion into it. Like it, for some reason, religion wasn't a thing that existed in my mind when it came to Remnant, just mm. because you know, you're you're fighting creatures of darkness in like you know a real thing. For for some reason, it
2: just didn't occur to me that there would be heart you know beliefs
1: like Spiritual we have in,
0: yeah exactly we don't
2: really see a lot of that and it's not very much of a presence we don't see anyone mention anything like that usually if we get an indication of any spirituality in a given fictional world it comes via a character yeah, and we haven't really had we anyone met talk any, about it until the position Yeah, we
0: haven't met any paladins in this world. Not
1: yet. <laughs> no, not yet.
0: Not yet.
2: Um, I but- would be a thousand percent down for a paladin. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> for a ruby paladin. Oh, yeah, I, didn't somebody, somebody made a, D, uh, like, a, a Ruby role-playing game, remember, yes, at RTX? Yes, they gave me a copy, I have it. We need <laughs> Are there play. paladin
2: classes in it? No, there's hunters and, huntress, That's the cool. and huntresses. That's cool. That's cool. Sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, yes, let me just build a paladin in here. Let me pull open my five. I don't know how role playing e- games work. Let me pull oh, open my fifth edition okay. handbook and see what I can uh, jury rig. Anyway, so about this origin
0: story about a brother of light and a brother of darkness, you know, it's it's such a, again, it's such an interesting thing uh, to bring this sort of thing into the world of Remnant. And I kind of like, too, that they work together to create man. Like, it wasn't just constant warfare. They were able to come together one more time and create man. And now we have an explanation for the relics as well as being actual physical embodiments of, you know, these different powers of creation and destruction and light and darkness. And... But these and you hand them to schools, and I get it. I get it. In this world, it makes sense. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like there was a far better way to go about doing that. Um, but well, only that, that's only because ser- Beacon's fallen at this point.
2: Mm. Well, and that took a massive undertaking. Like that was essentially a Xanatos gambit in some ways. Like there's no way you could have planned that this would work out, and that oh. You did. except it
1: actually did, yeah, all
2: right, so which of the cool. relics do you guys think is is at beacon
1: one of the four <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> which one do you think spoke to Ozpin in
2: particular
1: i mean if he if he was in knowledge. charge of uh, yeah no yeah. Yeah, but it
2: was Ozpin's predecessor who helped build.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is it, it wasn't Ozpin in particular, but technically, as we're learning from the the Boy of Two Souls, the Man of Two Souls thing, Ozpin and his predecessor may have been one and the same.
2: Yes. Yeah, exactly.
1: So I'm
2: going to go with probably. Very interesting. We have someone in chat brought something up, and I, Blake Belladonna in chat says Jean the Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> you laughed at a pun.
0: But it's a Catholic
1: pun.
2: Those are okay.
1: Those have been ordained by the Pope. I can laugh at those. Gee darn it.
0: Um... So, uh, yeah, talking about this, it's kind of also nice, too, to kind of get the origin story of the world of Remnant, you know, like an an in-the-beginning. And that brings me to the question that I want to pose to the panel. What is your guys' favorite origin story? It can be a creation story like we got here, or it could be a character origin story, too.
2: Good lord, I don't... because it's on my mind i really like percy's backstory and critical role nice just it is this awful awful mess of being raised a bureaucrat and then your entire family getting destroyed by vampires and going on this long revenge quest and i'm like this is terrible i love it getting more
1: <laughs> um one that, ha- one that doesn't get told in media very often. Spider-Man. Kidding. Um <laughs> I was
2: That's say, a, jo- it's a
1: joke. It's we, totally a we joke. We have
2: cosplayers posing with boxes of Uncle Ben Rice at mm-hmm. this point. That is an origin story that is done, if you will, to death.
1: And Batman. Um, and his parents. Though that's a better... I think that's that's also an equally as entertaining cosplay. People cosplaying as uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne walking up to Batman cosplayers. <laughs> and, and then falling down. And just falling down. they dead. do that? Um, but... Sticking the comic roles, one that just always sort of uh, appealed to me is I've always been a big fan of Hal Jordan's story. Yeah, Um, he you know he's trying to be a crack shot pilot like his dad. Um, He never quite lives up to it. He crashes, keeps crashing these planes, Um, and something not like not somebody going, "Hey, you're gonna be something someday, kid." A galactic herald says. You have been chosen! And it's like, oh, wow, I guess there's... there's, Which essentially makes me feel like there's a place for everybody, whether it's specifically here, somewhere else in the world, somewhere else in the galaxy, there is a place for you where you can be the best person that you could possibly be.
0: I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, now I'm gonna feel like a total idiot for saying it, but I actually do like Spider-Man. <laughs> it's
1: been Which one? T- <laughs> Which one?
0: Um, OG. Okay. OG. Uh, or like, um, I I grew up with a '90s cartoon, so I mean, it's the same origin story. Just the the fact that his own hubris is ultimately what cost him the most, you know, and then having to live with that for the rest of his life and constantly trying to make up for it. I think that's a very compelling one. It's been as you guys. Said, done to death, but uh, I like the bare bones of
2: what's there. Mm. Anywho, we've got a few a lot responses of pro in chat. Uh, yeah, uh, I want to hear what Lee they have says, to say. says Marvel 616 Quake. Um, Malachroma <gasps> yeah. likes the entirety of Homestuck. KBIT says One Piece. I require specifics. Which character? <laughs> it's, the, it's the sad backstory Olympics in One Piece. I was and say, I, I everyone, really want to know. Everyone has a sad backstory. As she says, Aragorn where everyone and in in general, your dog has a backstory. Yep. I like Zoro's. Aragon Fairy Tale. I like Brooks, but (laughs) that that screws me up all the time. It's really good. Anyway, um, yeah, and please leave it in the comments below.
0: We want to hear what you guys have to say. Yes. Um, Anyway, so yeah, he tells this story, and then we find out what his semblance is uh, and why. Because I was getting angry at him for not just, like, being with them and for constantly hanging back. I'm like, what purpose does that serve? It actually does serve a purpose in his own mind, because his semblance in his mind, I don't know if it's actually true, is bringing
2: misfortune to those around him. I think my favorite interpretation of this that I've seen was actually a post floating around Tumblr, like in the style of a reality TV show. <laughs> Crow saying, "Oh, you know, my semblance is bad luck, I bring misfortune to people I care about, and then, you know, it cuts to a camera interview with Raven. I've been messing with him since he was 10.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and but speaking to that, do you think that the... The blackbird that was there was Raven. Oh absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
2: absolutely. I, I'm, I'm at the point where every time they show a bird in the show, it's one of them. It could be a macaw, and I'll still be like, "It's one of those guys." <laughs> <laughs> Jose's gonna come put on a the little show. parakeet.
1: <laughs> That's Osbun. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Oh, we miss you, mean He's around. Yeah. He's hanging out.
1: He's just in the body of a pre-pubescent boy.
0: <laughs> Teenage. That came out wrong. No. <laughs> I was going to say, hashtag no context theater. <laughs> it came out very wrong. Um, but uh, you know how badly, you know you've been poisoned badly when not only are you bleeding purple, but you're also coughing up purple. Well, that means
1: That's... that the poison has completely taken over your bloodstream.
2: Yeah, at that point yeah. you That's bad. are poisoned.
1: That's, That's bad. bad. <laughs> you are you're living unpoisoned. Your entire Your blood body should not is choking. Be no, well, I mean, <laughs> technically, it is until it oxygenates. Whatever, but uh, yeah, the mm, boy's not doing so well. <laughs> no,
2: it's like you should not be purple. No, no. You should- <clears throat> get that no. grimace out
1: of here.
0: No, and and sadly, this leads uh, you know, and and then they, we get very Lord of the Rings in terms of fellowship. And I don't know about you guys, when I read Fellowship of the Rings, I swear this bit after Frodo had been stabbed and they were trying to travel to
2: Rivendell, I swear it took forever in the Fellowship book. Fellowship the Musical did it the best.
0: Like, very, very quickly in the span yeah, of a like musical montage. Yeah, seconds. Yeah, it was great. It took forever in the book. And so, like, them carrying him trying to get to the next town where you see, you know, town names scratched out on signs, it's like, oh, they're going to be at this for a while. Maybe. Um, And then, now I wanted to get your guys' take on why Ren and Nora refused to to go through that particular town. Do you think that that is
2: the town where he came from, like before Mm -hmm. his parents left? I am like 95% certain that that's where he came from and that it was cratered. Because it was scratched out on the sign, and because we saw the giant... I'm starting to think they have, like, a giant minotaur or something running around, because what is that footprint? Yeah. It, on the way there, and it's the same one that was in the town, and he recognized it. So, do, I want to say that there's nothing left. Is
0: that, like, a giant, like, shadow of the Colossus-sized grim then? Or is that, like,
2: still just the, the symbol of a group of bandits? Someone's semblance is to just make a very large footprint. That's what they do with their lives. Bam!
1: Kilroy was here. Um, Yeah, I mean, it it seems like... I I don't know if it's cratered maybe maybe it's a nest now, you know, Ooh. sort of a thing. And that's the big thing that they have to they have to overcome.
2: I feel like if that were the case, he would have warned them. Like if it's emotional baggage, that's why he was being like no, 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 no. But if it was actual, honest to god, you are going to run into a ton of grim danger, he would have told him no, we can't go that way and this is why.
1: Okay, right, fair play.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it makes sense. It's just it's just sad that the group has to split up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't
1: think I, I don't think this is like the last time we're going to see Ren and Nora. I think they're going to make oh no. the save. Oh yeah, whatever no. episode In, a, it might in be. a way,
0: I am not at all worried about Ren and Nora because Nora.
2: <laughs> I'm no not away. A- I am absolutely worried about them because we saw what Tyrion can do. He's still out there.
0: He's still out there without his tail and he's probably mad as hell. But yeah. we
1: she did say he did say she'll forgive you. So which made me think that he's home going straight back.
2: With his tail between um, his legs. <laughs> and if, and <laughs> what's we, left of it anyway. Y- y- y-
1: we do y- kind y- y- of have an idea of where Tyrion's gonna end up. I'm not gonna say why or where so that you can go back and watch our episode where we had uh, Josh, the voice of Tyrion, call in, and he told us a little bit about the future of Tyrion. So go back and yeah. watch that episode so that you can get yourself clued in.
2: Please yeah. do, do the thing, win the stuff, do the thing. It
0: was a lot of fun talking to him too. He's such a fun guy. Like scorpion on the face, though. Like, oh, that story will haunt me to my to my dying. I made day. the
1: clips just for you, <laughs> just for you.
0: Oh, face scorpion I appreciate hi. that. I appreciate that, um, but yeah. So in a way, I'm wor- I'm not worried about them, but what? Yeah, as we pointed out at the beginning of the episode, it's always a bad idea to say "let's split up, gang." That's never a good thing. There's a
2: whole song about "Don't you know you never split the party?" Just don't do it. It's a bad idea. It just
1: overcomplicates things for your dungeon master. Really,
2: it does. <laughs> and everybody's
1: there a lot longer.
2: Yeah, it's rough. Why You're sitting there <laughs> eating popcorn and finding the last Mountain Dew while well, someone else is having their vision quest. I'm just really worried about Jean and Ruby getting outnumbered.
0: Like, I know that oh, they yeah. can hold their own, but you get a big enough horde in there, that's going to be really hard to defend against. And they have to defend an injured, Crow. Yeah, while there's an injured person there. I hate yep. it. I Which hate makes me think missions. that they might, they might get overrun, <laughs> and then Raven might actually come in and
2: say
1: everybody gets one
2: everybody Everybody gets gets one one. we're vaguely related this is yours yeah yeah and also theirs because obviously they're your (laughs)
0: hanger-ons maybe but um but yeah so that that was kind of ruby's side of the story uh before we before we move on i want to talk to you guys really quickly about itunes nice folks Thank you so, so much for everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you guys, and it is the best way to let our producers know that you like the show that we that we put on, that keeps us here at these desks, It keeps the lights on. Um, and if you do, you get a shout-out on the show. Do
2: we have any new reviews? We have two! Yay! Uh, we have A Gateway to the World of Ruby Fandom from David Jackson. The reviews are great, the conversations are awesome, though they do tend to get off topic every so <laughs> often, and even then I'm interested, and the guests are great. However, I think my favorite part about this after show is the introduction to so many other things. It was from here, example, for example, that I was introduced to one of my favorite Ruby-related things of all time, Matt the Mammoth Rider. Mammoth Rider <laughs> recaps, you guys. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you for that. P.S. Love you, Kiyajay. Don't care what the Penguin says or how hard she boos. Never stop punning. How did you have that ready? It's an
1: application on my phone <laughs> so that I it's can just queue up whatever I need. God yeah. bless.
2: And we have awesome hosts from our friend, Miss K-Rose. Yay!
1: She's on the tear. Why I keep,
2: why I keep coming back to the show are the hosts, it's clear that they are fans of the show and it makes it so much fun to listen to. It feels like hanging out with friends talking Ruby and I love it. Thank you, guys. That is just what we go for.
0: Just- God, shut up! Horn. Up. I horn, up. horn. This is why horn. no one can have that much power. Um, but, <laughs> but no, thank you guys so much. It really does mean a lot to us when you take the time to rate and subscribe and and say the the wonderful, nice things that you do. And you know, outside organizations also pay attention. That's one of the reasons why we have been able to get guests in the past, and mm. how we hope we can keep bringing you guests in the future.
1: We had a couple in the bag. Yeah, we're hoping yeah. for. Just waiting to hear about Just
0: fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you guys so so much. So yeah, let's uh, let's go on down to Menagerie and talk about Blake uh kind of reconnecting with her family. I don't know about you guys, but this, uh, Blake talking to her dad really hit me where it hurt. Yeah. Like, uh, just, like, the the fact that she has, like, all this guilt, because everybody's, like, that rebellious teenager at one point. You think you're right and your parents are wrong. Mm -hmm. And then later on, you come to the realization that, no, I was the one that was wrong. And you have to kind of face that at some point and trying, like, having to face that with yourself. Is one thing, but having to face them after after something like this, I can I can imagine how she feels, and it's heartbreaking. Like it, you it, you understand why she's been away from home for so long. Yeah,
2: and I guess she called her parents cowards. She insulted them, and then she ran away with someone who proved to be a terrible life choice.
1: Daddy, we're in love. <laughs> he loves me. That's why he wants to murder me. <laughs> There is such a thing as loving too much. Adam Taurus, boy, you got it. Sit down with with uh, your bespectacle, bespectacled friend. Just talk your feelings out, man. Yeah, It'll help sure. everybody. For sure. Yeah. Adam is horrifying.
2: But
0: yeah, I mean, that is a terrible thing because basically that is what happened. She, she said, you're wrong. You're wrong, <laughs> You're wrong, you're Mom wrong, and Dad. Mom I'm going to go off with
2: this guy who understands me. And then she comes back and is like, well... He was murderous. Oh. We became terrorists. I left. I made some friends, and then I left. Well, not I hope you visit. <laughs> Side note:
0: I, I would gone. love, I would love to hear a uh, son's version of
2: uh, the adventures that they've all had <laughs> as he's regaling their adventures to her Somebody mom. Somebody, please just poke Michael. And, no, <laughs> don't actually do this.
1: <laughs> uh, I say, just need like five minutes cheese. of
2: Michael as Son just talking about all of this.
1: You just made me think that Son's gonna be the new World of Remnant guy. And, it's, <laughs> and instead of instead of it being like really nice art, it's gonna be like Caboose style like <laughs> Caboose's crayons. Caboose's guide to making friends. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be just I mean, it's going to be very entertaining, but it's going to be a completely different change of pace. But as that's getting darker, the world of remnants needs to get lighter.
0: Oh no, that's okay. That's fine. (laughs) Everything's okay. Uh, Everything's okay. No worries. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and uh, so I love. I absolutely loved this really emotional scene between. Blake and her dad. Like I said, it just
2: it gave me all the feels. And it was nice to have a conversation with them and to see why Blake was so nervous about seeing her parents again and why they're just really happy to see her in general.
1: Well, I mean, after we learned that her dad was a former head of the White Fang, you know, that yeah. that already was like we're going to get a little bit of some awkwardness here.
2: Yeah,
0: and again, it's going to be interesting to hear a little bit more uh, as time goes on about why he decided to leave because was it the org- did he decide to leave or was it like a council of people around him going mm, you're not really aligned with our mission statement anymore well, it seemed like so from six he- of one half a
2: dozen of the other
1: it seemed like uh his reaction to all of the goings on was just like oh it's just uh, it's just the Fennec brothers it's that's uh, just this it's that so he seems to still have what they want him to hear in his ear, so I, I feel like it was amicable because they know how much power he actually holds, whether it's yeah. politically or physically.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, we also get there introduced- is no war in Bossing <laughs> <laughs> but Sun is con- also kind of constantly eavesdropping and. Guys, I'm going to put it out there again. I'm starting to get suspicious of him. I, he could very well just be, and, and I'm, I'm going to say it until they say one way or another, um, but like, he could just be a friend who's overly concerned and doesn't have boundaries, uh, or has issues with boundaries, or he could very well be a spy.
2: <laughs> I, I'm going to head this off at the... What, what?
1: <laughs> you The fact that you hate your own ideas so much that you were barely even at the at the tip of wanting to say it. It's like, I don't like it. But, I mean, it's probably not that. It's probably not. Just don't listen to me.
2: Well, and I'm going to head this argument off with the past. Like, well, he couldn't be a spy because he got stabbed and this and that and the other. Uh, guys, red versus blue, how many bullets did Felix take from Locust? Like how many times did that happen?
1: A spoilery you have amount of to bullets.
2: To I was gonna say, bit. yeah.
1: Spoiler. Amount of bullets. <laughs> I just <laughs> watched I watched up. Mercs again today. God, that's a good <gasps> trilogy. That's it so, right? so good.
0: Oh,
2: it's so good.
1: But
0: yeah, <sighs> talking about beautiful to, animation. You mm.
2: have to commit to the bit. That is so, true. So this doesn't mean that he's not. Although also, oh my god, I
0: I think everybody's saying he's too
1: him. dumb to be a spy. Everybody uh, in chat. Yeah, that's,
2: that's
0: what the perfect spy the does, bit. guys. That's why you would never suspect him. You yeah, have to commit we, to we, the bit. We get introduced to uh, another character, as you pointed out. The first kind of like chameleon. Oh, well, first reptilian, chameleon. Yeah. first
1: reptilian grim. The first grims. Reptil- I always I did that last time too. Uh, I do it all the time. Fawness. It's
0: not good. Faunus, I love her design. Oh my goodness. Yes, and she's voiced by Sheremy. She's voiced by Sheramy Lee who you got, if you guys don't know, she's a great voice actress. Uh she's the I think the latest she's in Fairy Tale. she's in Sword Where's Art she in Online. T-tale? She's currently Sailor
2: Venus, isn't yeah, she? She's yeah, she's
0: the current Sailor Venus for the new Visdom. She's Vizdom. Lucy
2: in Fairy Tale. She's Lucy? I think so. Well damn.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what they got it get? Again, uh, Rooster She's Teeth knocking good. it out. again. Rooster Teeth knocking it out of part, out of the park, getting these great vocal talents to come in on this yeah. project.
1: from well, sure um, Michaels also being like, "Hey guys, come on!" <laughs> Whenever he's in there doing stuff for Funimation, he's like, hey, uh, "Come on, we got good, we got hey. some, we got good uh, good food down here. We got torches. We got whatever. Just come on. And just, you know. It'll be fun.
2: It'll, yeah, be, it'll, be, it'll a be a good time." I well, feel like be pizza. for this when she recorded it in the booth and just sent it to Austin. Probably, but... Unless we're getting more from her the rest of this season, but she, she has exited stage left, and so I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see her till next volume. But
0: again, I just... I absolutely love this design... It's so cool. And again, I have a lot of questions about her relationship with Blake. You know, were how close of friends were they? Were they even friends? Maybe, I don't know, maybe they were frenemies.
2: Who knows?
1: Uh, According
2: to Malachroma on Twitter, uh, Amatola, Ilya's sir- surname, is a Native American name meaning rainbow. Very fitting for a chameleon girl. Mm-hmm. Is
0: that what you were about to say?
1: Yeah, I thought I was on Twitter for, <laughs> for a Twitter watch. So I was like, I'm, oh, a- I'm on nope.
0: both. I'm multitask. I'm just going to
1: throw this on the... Then that just Enough. shows how good of a
0: comment it is. <laughs> yep. So yeah, um, any, any thoughts or theories about uh, whether, what this kind of reunion means for them later on? Because um, she straight up told her you shouldn't have come back.
2: Carolyn also points out in the chat her weapon resembles a chameleon's tongue doesn't it, does, it I like didn't this. electrocute this whole him design, too. though. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. Again.
0: And I I think I, my favorite thing is just the ponytail. Uh is, is what um uh, what replicates the chameleon's tail as well. Yes. That made me happy. She
1: didn't have the weird eyes though. That probably would have
0: like that. I going to lie. I kind of thought that's why she was wearing a mask. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just picturing these really big googly eyes. Okay, why she's faunus, not? not furry.
2: <laughs> I not even remotely. The you same. only get one trait from the animal, <laughs> only one. She I, got the color change. You I
1: only th- trade once. I think
2: this is the closest
0: we're we're getting to like a mystique type character. Yes. Yeah. I love. Oh gosh, it's gonna be so cool. All right. Is there anything else we want to touch on for Blake's story? Uh, I guess the only other thing is that like she's still carrying so much guilt about what happened to Yang because when when Sun gets injured, her response isn't like, um, oh, I'm gonna get
2: you help. It's oh. Not again. Not another. Yeah, not one. again. So, she can't have <sighs> nice things. Crow nope. being in the same episode as her brings her bad luck. Oh. Oh. I, I love the conversation with her dad. Like your outfit doesn't cover very much. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is wow. it warm? <laughs> Is it warm there? Oh. I'm being subtle. <laughs> oh. And the Such fact dad. that we didn't get an answer as to, why did you leave? Yeah, so... You because know, interrupting son. Yeah, we
0: she didn't answer that for her dad, and then, yeah, sure enough, by the end of her part of the story, uh, she's, you know, like I said, screaming not again. And so, yeah, there's tons and tons of guilt there. Which brings us to uh next storyline... Yang and tai Yang. You really could have to... gone
1: to either of the two really, if, you're thinking, if you're talking about guilt. That's just, that yeah. is yeah. very
0: true. That is very true. But Yang uh, training with tai Yang and actually getting a really good handle on working with a robot arm. I I absolutely loved seeing the two of them spar together.
2: Mm-hmm. I have to say this this because talking about guilt, uh, Malachroma and Chad saying, "Not another sexy blonde with killer muscles." Why? <laughs> sure. She has a tie. You are on fire tonight. <laughs> Speaking of on
0: fire, Put let's continue out. to talk about Yang. I <laughs> now, I wanted to, what did you guys think of uh, Ty Yang as a teacher? I I thought it was incredible. Like, I, I think he's actually probably the best type of teacher for Yang in well, this particular moment.
2: And he knows her inside and out. And she kind of needed the come to Jesus talk regarding, look, you have a bazooka in your back pocket. You can't rely on it all the time. Eventually, someone will out bazooka you, and then hey, and then this boom, happens. you have a robot arm. Yep,
1: i just blow her arm off. <laughs> um, it's it seems really, and, and this isn't a, this isn't a put down. This seems really Dragon Ball Z to me. It's like you're relying on that one thing way too much. Let's get it to where you don't even have to go Super Saiyan in order to to take on these people. It was a very good point. Um, I like how he pointed out her similarities to Raven. I like how he is the opposite of raven. Yeah. And he very she much. needs that in order to grow. She needs to be more in touch with her dad's side to learn what type of a person she's actually going to become cuz she everybody is still developing here.
0: Yeah, and he brought up a really good point of like her her using her semblance as a crutch mm-hmm. in order to win her fights and uh and you know maybe brute force isn't the best way to solve all of your problems, you know? If you look at it another
2: way, you can go around, Zui. I mean, it looks awesome, not gonna lie, but group up and hit it till it dies <laughs> is kind of a lowest common denominator strategy. <laughs> it really
1: is. But also, speaking to, to her fight specifically at the tournament, the world has seen her be unnecessarily violent, going back to season three and, yeah. and what she quote-unquote did to Mercury. So being able to sure. not play to that strength, being able to not play to that expectation is a really smart idea strategy-wise. Because people yeah. think she's just going to run in, I'm just going to take out everybody's ankle, I'm going to break everybody's legs. Let's not do that.
0: Yeah, you, you bring up a really good point for when she gets at a certain point in her training where she can go out and look for Ruby or you know go out and look for her other teammates. Yeah, the world probably won't receive her very kindly because, Mm. oh, it's that chick that broke that guy's leg for no reason. Right before everything went to hell. Right before
2: everything went to hell, yeah. I think that will change once we get the full on, by the way, here's the villain's world, he's one of them, if we ever get that. Yeah, mm, but I feel like it, reputation problems are kind of the least of our problems. Right yeah,
0: now. I mean, I think the worst is that like maybe maybe some folks try to start trouble, and you know she gets into a fight because people are trying to run her out of town. Um, maybe that's what happens. But yeah, I, I think that's she has fairly to leave home low. First. I feel like that's fairly low on the totem pole at this point. Yeah, mm. um, but. But like I said, you bring up a very good point with that. Um, and I like seeing Yang learn and grow and accept the, you know, the constructive criticism. Because, yeah, when, when your semblance is throwing a temper tantrum, it's, it would probably be really easy to not accept constructive
2: criticism. Well, and I think that's probably the first time she's heard it phrased that way. And coming from anyone else, she probably would have been super offended, but it's Dad. That's who true. has seen her have honest-to-God temper tantrums. And was just like, yeah, you're doing the thing, and you need to not.
1: And for the punmeister general, how could she take everything so literal? Just like, ah, oh, your balance is off. Oh, no, I mean, it's pretty light. Like, how <laughs> How could she just take take something that... A blood relative set at face value in terms of, like, not looking deeper into it. How- because
2: they were in the middle of combat, and it's a whole getting used to the arm thing. So if that's where your mind is and someone says that, you're like, Oh, actually, the balance is pretty good. Like, that's what you're thinking. And like, there is no, always I'm time for a pun. No, I'm talking about your soul.
1: There's all- Yang always has time for a pun.
2: Yeah. The, uh, so I, I She's do, a bit of
0: a pundit. I love... I'm going to take it away from the puns and talk about how much I liked seeing an actual training sequence because I feel like we haven't gotten that since uh, Jean was training with Pira, And, and it, <gasps> we, we started talking a little bit offline about... Training scenes in general and training montages, and I want to know what is your guys's favorite training scene and/or montage. Because Patrick felt the need, guys, to he wanted the world to know about his love for Rocky Four. So just just throwing that out there. Rocky
2: One. He
1: then. claimed
0: all of the Rockies <laughs> in that
1: text he, He's
0: very gritty. That,
1: that girl ain't here. I'm saying Rocky. <laughs> Yo, there, there's nothing like a little bit of Eye of the Tiger or Hearts on Fire. That that movie, the the Rocky movies. Made a training montage is a thing.
2: Yes, so they did.
1: it's it's hard to not go with with where you started, but I'll I'll have an actual answer. But that's just <laughs> always the first thing that comes to mind.
2: We got like three people in chat where this is their first stream with us. Hi,
0: <laughs> welcome to the show. Um, I uh, it's my favorite. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh the South Park uh montage song. The way they use it in Team America and the way they use it in the skiing episode. That's what I'm gonna
1: call dibs on. Uh, what we would got Boitano do. We got Cam uh, Griffin posted Sun's first World of Remnant. It's all abs. about. It's about abs. God bless so if you go to hashtag RubyAbTV, uh, you can take a look at this sneak peek at this exclusive first look at uh, Sun's first World of Remnant. <laughs> Thank you it's at beautiful. Cam underscore Comedia.
2: That is amazing. <laughs> I think my favorite montage is in the in the first Iron Man where he's trying to figure out the suit and trying to figure out the thrusters and putting things together that just I love it.
0: I like I it. I adore it. I like it. Yeah, and that's a that's a different type of montage because it's not quite the training, but he's still like troubleshooting well, It's still it's, learning. Look, the text it's a yeah. technical said montage. It's technical <laughs> it training. training. Yeah. It, and it, it is technical montage. training. Yeah. But um but yeah, the um I, I would and like that being said now that we've talked about this a little bit I would absolutely love an eighty style montage between Tai Yang and Yang uh, you know with a John Williams song like to to cover it John Williams no oh god dang it Jeff Williams okay Ugh. sorry guys I was You've like that's right. what are we spending the budget on <laughs> <Yeah>. next season <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> we don't have that kind of money, um, but anyway, uh, is there anything else you guys want to touch on regarding uh, Yang's side of the story before we move on over to Weiss? I think we
1: gotta get to Weiss just because yeah. of time. Let's talk yep. about
0: Weiss, guys. Guys, she and her summoned soldier are gonna go on an adventure with Klein, and it's gonna
2: be the best.
1: That soldier's going to carry her like a Machamp in Pokemon <laughs> Sun. That's for you, nerds. But, we we um, just got
2: Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah, and they're uh, going to go on
1: an adventure. It, my, my favorite thing about we- Weiss's portion is not just the story stuff, but this is animation wise character design wise this is the best that Weiss has ever looked yes. and it shows it really how far has. her character design has come from the the white trailer and I love it I,
0: yes yeah no i I was noticing that um when she was having that confrontation with her father in the previous episode I was like the attention to detail on her expressions is better than like it's ever been yeah her rBf Whole like comes f-
1: f- clear yeah so so crystal clear
0: it's it's been amazing and and speaking of expressions we get some good ones when she has this discussion with Whitley, and we find out what one of the reasons why he might be as sniveling and conniving as he is, it's because he
2: doesn't have superpowers. Guys. He's his father's son. Mm-hmm. He
1: doesn't deserve nothing. I find no. it
2: barbaric. It's below people like me and father. People like you and father would be dead if it weren't for people like your sister.
1: Seriously, and I know it's not like a fallen uh, enemy, but if we could figure out a way to summon nick so that he can just (laughs) slap the hell out of whitley and jock i'd be so down
0: it would be fantastic then that's it and then he's then
1: he's gone do you want do you want to say something no i just want to beat the hell out of my my son-in-law and my grandson
0: that's all Yeah, is is Nick's, did Nick die? Is he still yeah, go? Go- okay. no.
1: no, he said be- because of all of his journey and all of the dust the, mines. The, the last the we heard mines, of him
2: was just that he they had, said his, his health, health was, was failing and, and that he, he was out of the picture. But that he could be in a nursing home somewhere. He could be drinking with his daughter. He mm-hmm. could be, they haven't mentioned him and they haven't confirmed one way or another. I'm, I'm betting seen that he's dead. But we don't have a confirmation. I mean, leave it to Miles to write a show where Santa could save the day. I'm just
1: saying. I didn't
0: even. I'm just saying, guys. Santa?
1: Is that you, Santa?
0: I'm so <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, she's finally mastered this ability of summoning her
2: fallen
1: foe. I mean, she got it right once. Mastered may not be. It also
2: she's she's took got got a chunk of time for it to happen, so you need to cut she's down on the a... ritual time for that. Or you're going to get murdered. She's in the middle got of a fight. general
0: grasp of the concept. Now, do we think she's going to make a break for it immediately, or is she going to bide her time a little bit? I
2: think she's going to tie some sheets together and go. That
0: window is open. Girl gone. I I think she should. I think she should go. Oh, as soon as possible.
2: And I think Jacques, either I think he overestimates the amount of loyalty and control he has of the people who work for him. Because she's like, "I need a favor," and Klein was like, "I'm on board," like immediately. And
1: especially like, why didn't Whitley come running back? Like that was a short period of time before getting the door slammed right in your <laughs> dumb face, and uh, and your sister summoning a, a white knight. Uh, so I'm he's just like oh, whatever. Just weird huntress things, I'm gonna keep walking.
2: I don't want to be late for the meeting with Father. And he's a <laughs> associate. business associate. Mm, yes, holding yes, his yes. pinkies
1: up like to the ceiling. See if I ceiling. ever
2: ask if you want anything again.
1: <laughs> I won't even get it. I just wanted to add.
2: I love that we've all kinda of gone Stewie Griffin here. <laughs> Not quite Stewie Oh, I guess really. that's what that is. A little love bit of Tim Curry too yeah no there's a big difference between hey I'm going to the store do you want me to pick up something and you're under house arrest but I get to leave can I bring you some patronization and maybe a gift
0: I was gonna say so she's got that white knight if like the white knight could just like mess up Whitley's
2: room like a little bit before they leave Oh well, like stuff his <laughs> <laughs> books <laughs> no just like freeze the whole thing over and then go
1: I'm, call I'm, an I'm...
2: Elsa let it go I was thinking like freeze just freeze smash all his stuff and then leave
1: I know I, I just I want to see him, like the night stuffing Whitley's books <laughs> and shoving him in a locker like a nerd because he's a nerd
0: and putting all of the games of Parcheesi on the top yeah. shelf in the <laughs> in the closet in so that he eye, can't reach he him. can't reach the string. <laughs> anyway, guys, I think that just about does it for that particular storyline. Do we have any final thoughts on
2: these two episodes?
1: Uh, I don't think any of our alien characters are going to die.
2: I hope not. Yeah, well, there's a lot of predictions going around that um, Blake's parents are going to die. And I feel like that would be the worst political move. I really hope that but, doesn't happen. Because... But that
1: can take Menagerie over to the White Fang. That makes sense True. politically.
2: I'm, I will
0: be mad if that happens. Here's
1: these people. They're dead now.
0: No, I would be very sad because Bagheera is my favorite Jungle Book character, so I would be very sad if they murdered him. Oh, well, guys, idea. I
2: think that just about does it for us tonight. Katie Cullen, where can people go if they won't find you? You can find me on all of the social medias and YouTube at KIAXET. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you want to see us react to these episodes live, that is... um live live. well we're reacting to them while they're live but we don't stream it or anything that is yeah terms of service of the rooster teeth anyway the the YouTube video is the YouTube channel (laughs) you threw me off you threw off my groove (laughs) that YouTube channel is where those videos live Uh, my shows are starting to come back so kind of keep an eye out for those but Star Wars Rebels is on Sunday nights now so see you for that
1: Mark? Hi, you can find me on Twitter at MarkBeDonic. You can find all of us at ABTV Rooster Team on Twitter. Shout out to Alexis, who is a new fan of ours. It is her birthday uh, <gasps> coming up this week. So, welcome to, to our madness. Happy birthday to you. Uh, speaking of madness, we just started a Twitch channel, which you go to twitch.tv.com ABTV Rooster Team. We had our first stream over the weekend. I streamed with some of our fans. We played Ruby Grim Eclipse. It was a lot of fun. The whole stream's up there. Go watch it. We're going to do it semi regularly. Everybody has access to the channel. We're not just going to play Ruby games, but I mean, we might for a little while. <laughs> Thank you.
0: I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the TheManguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. And I or for the movie chick. That's chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Thank you guys so, so much for watching. We will see you all next time. No
1: groove lost there. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.